welcome to the Good Good Experience Podcast. Where related minds talk about related topics. And we all just happen to be related. Buckle up, this is going to be a good one. We've got that good good experience podcast. And welcome to another exciting episode of We Got the Good Good Experience Podcast. Hello again, everybody. I am Marcus Moses, and always this train does not leave the track without my cousin co-host Kimberly. What's going on, Marcus, darling? How is you today? And to my good I'm, good family. Oh, we're doing great, and this also can't do this without the man himself, Mr. Byron Bino Brown. What's good, good buddy? Hey, Marcus, how are you? And how are yeah, you, Kimmy? I'm <laughs> That's still how alive. Your day. I'm still alive. <laughs> yes. You know, you guys, you you have no idea what goes into producing this podcast. You know, we do a lot of laughs, we do a lot of silliness. We may be up in age, but yeah, we we still like to have fun. I mean. Wait a minute! Uh, don't do don't preface it like that. Don't say, <laughs> <laughs> we may be up in age. What's that? I mean, it's the truth. I mean, we're, 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 not we're seasoned. We ain't no pre. We are no spring chickens. We're no but spring we chickens. Ain't no, but, we ain't no spring yeah. chickens. But yeah, we yeah. ain't rocking in rocking chairs. Let me stop. We are young at heart <laughs> and young yes, in are, spirit. Yes. Yes, we are. We really are. And uh, we've got another exciting episode for everybody on today. Today, we will be going back into our time machine and we're traveling back to 1995 and talk about all the good, good music that took place back in 1995. And also, we're going to take a time out to honor our mother. But before we get into all that, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to do our little good, good segment. Where we talk about what's good in the world of music, entertainment, and more. And this week, I have a very special guest. He and I know each other, Ashley. We go to the same church. But how this guy is so very talented. He's been a blessing to me. And uh, he has a new project coming out real soon. And we wanted to talk about that. The young man's name is Mr. Chris Jackson. And I got a chance to talk about his new project and a couple of other things. And here's my interview with gospel recording artist Chris Jackson. All right. And welcome to our Good Good segment on the We've Got the Good Good Experience podcast. And I'm joined here by a very special guest. He's an up-and-coming gospel artist, Mr. Chris Jackson. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Great, sir. How are you? All right, great, 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 man. So check it out. Like I said, the gospel artist Chris Jackson is still in development. However, tell us a little bit about Chris Jackson, the person. Uh, Chris Jackson, the person, man. I am 30 years of age from Thomasville, Georgia. Um, born and raised there. Um, single father, just out here trying to provide for my kids, man, and live the godly way. Absolutely. Now, Chris, when did you find out that you had a gift to sing? Oh, man. Uh, it was about five or six years old, actually. Um, I, I want to, I, I strongly believe that it was God that told me, I want you to sing. Um, I was I can I can remember walking through the house and I saw this man in a white hat standing in the corner and I was just looking at him. He was looking at me and he was like, son, I want you to sing. And then I closed my eyes and looked and he was gone. And um, I went and told a good friend of mine uh, well, who was a friend of the family. I told him what the man said and he put me in the church and I've been singing ever since. Wow, that's an awesome story. 
Now, coming up after school, were you in band or anything like that? I did chorus all through high school, did many competitions, stuff with Omega Q Dogs. I did stuff, honorary stuff, awards, trophies. Um, traveled a lot with the chorus. I did solo as well as quartet um, and as well as Korea um, choir. So, okay. Okay. Great. Now, at what point did you decide, hey, I, I think I want to record a single? For those that don't know, he's also a gifted drummer as, as well. <laughs> <laughs> but at what point did you decide, like, hey, I think I need to put my voice to use to put it on wax? To be honest with you, it was this year. It was this year, uh, January of 2022, is when I decided that I wanted to go forth and pursue. Okay. Was it like a, a God thing with he, with him telling you that you know he wanted you to sing, or you just made up in your mind I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put something on wax? Most definitely, it, it was definitely a God thing. I'm sorry I didn't mention that. It was definitely a God thing. I'm, I'm a dreamer, and God talks to me a lot through my dreams, and so. I started having this reoccurring dream of me being at this specific church with this specific band, these specific people singing. And one of the songs that we were singing was, sorry, actually the song, my new single is called I'll Trust You. And I just was like, okay, God, this is what you want to happen. Let's make it happen. I made a phone call and God literally started dropping blessings on top of blessings in my lap. And it's, it's been going God ever since, man. Great, great, great. So the title, I Trust You, how did you come up with that title? I was, I, I wrote that song literally almost eight years ago. Um, I had just got married and I had recently lost my great aunt, who was my mom, raised me from a legit. I had recently lost her. You know, I've, I've always had my biological mom and, you know, stuff has not always been what I've wanted it to be, but I thank God she's still here. But God gave me that song because at that moment, at that time in my life, I had a heart, and I'm just going to be transparent, I had a hard time trusting him because of the stuff that was going on in my life. And I'm, I felt like God had abandoned me. I felt like he had left me to deal with whatever was going on. And, you know, I've always been told that he says this word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. But in that moment, I felt like he had left me. And I was just sitting there one night after looking at TV and I, out of nowhere, I just started crying. And the medley came to my head, more of you. And it just, it just took off. It really like just took off. I wrote that song that same night and it never left me. Absolutely. Now, we're going to listen to a little snippet of it at the end of this interview. However, when will the official release of the single be? The official release date that we're looking at will be attentively May the 15th. Not sure of the time yet, but that is the date that we are looking for, which is a little over a week away. So I'm excited, man. This has been a, a journey, but it's, it's been well worth it. Absolutely. Any other appearances or concerts you got going on in the near future as well? As a matter of fact, I do. I have a concert coming up uh, May 14th. It's going to be in Tumminsville at Mount Sinai Apostolic Church, where Pastor Ricky Monroe is the pastor. He graced me with his venue, with his church, 
awesome man of God. And I have some special guests coming through. I have a wonderful, wonderful worship leader that will be coming through. I have a mind dance person that will be coming through that is wonderful in what she does. I have a phenomenal band. Oh my God, my BGVs are Man, listen, they are a force to be reckoned with. And we do have tickets available. I still have a couple of VIP tickets left. Uh, listen, for my VIP people, you will get a copy of my single. A lot of people say that I probably should sign it. So I'm going to be signing the single afterwards. And not only will you get a copy of the single, but you will also get a hot catered meal. I have Ms. Brittany Corker out of Tallahassee, Florida, that will be coming. She will be catering to my VIP people. You know, they, they get special treatment. So we're going to sit down. We're going to fellowship. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk after we don't worship and praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jackson, up becoming gospel artist. His new single, I Trust You, will be out May 15th, correct? Yes, sir. Make sure you follow him. Also, give him your, your social media flash, how they can follow you, Chris. Social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook mainly. I'm getting out into the social media world. I will have a official Music Life CJ production page that will be coming out soon. But you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Music Life CJ. Oh, as well as TikTok, Music Life CJ. So um, the, the M is capital, the L is capital, and the C is capital. And everything is together. Music Life CJ. Absolutely, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I can say with, without ego, not just because I know this gentleman, but this gentleman is anointed beyond words. Please support the movement. Uh, this guy is going to is the, one of the next biggest things in gospel music. And I'm not just saying that because I know him. I'm just telling you, I know talent when I see it. This young man definitely has it. Please go support him in all of his ventures. Again, the concert is next Saturday. Uh, one more time, the address and the, uh, the uh, venue. Address is 1217 Short Broad Street, Thomasville, Georgia, area code 317. I'm sorry, zip code 31792. That is Mount Sinai Apostolic Church, where Ricky, where Pastor Ricky Monroe is the pastor. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jackson, uh, up becoming gospel large. Now, one last thing before you go, Chris, you got to play DJ one time. All right, we're going to play a little snippet of your, of your new single. Go ahead and introduce it to the world. Hey, this is Chris Jackson once again, man. And I want y'all listening to a snippet of my new single, I Trust You, that will be coming out very, very soon. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back. That was our good, good segment with gospel recording artist Chris Jackson. Guys, look out for him. He's definitely will be a force to reckon with, especially in the gospel music industry. So, again, go out and support him. He gave you all the yes, uh, the, uh, the links to his uh, social media and stuff like that. So, so go, please go support 
uh, Chris Jackson. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, like I said, we're going to get started. Mother's Day weekend is upon us, and we want to take the time out to recognize our mothers. And we've got a, a special song each of us have picked out that uh, makes us think about our mothers. So, without further ado, hey, Byron, go first. All right. Mother's Day is very special to all of us. We have the best mothers in the world. We have the best foundations laid out upon us within our family. So by all means, it's our honor to do this. Big shouts to my mom, Mrs. Brenda Joyce Brown Brown, because she was a Brown and married a Brown. So she's a double Brown. <laughs> and also, well, all of our grandmothers, Maddie Bell Brown, as well as Grandma Carrie. And she, is, she also paved the way. And I wanted to actually honor the grandparents and grandmothers by sharing Diane Reeves' song, Better Days, because she's speaking on her relationship with her grandmother and, and some of the advice she's given. But it's, it's also a testament on all of the advice that's passed on, not just from my grandparents, but from my mother. So it could be interrelated all together. So here is Better Days by Diane Reeves. That's where this song brings me to tears every time I hear it. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all right, baby. It's all right. Sorry. It's all right. All right. Take your time. That will be edited out. <laughs> you don't have to edit that out. That's 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 beautiful. But it, but it won't be edited out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> it's such a beautiful song though you know so it, it's taken from Diane, did you see marcus you're crazy it's taken from Diane reeves second album which was a self-titled album which actually went to number one on the uh, billboard contemporary jazz albums chart and number 28 on the uh, u.s billboard's top r&b hip-hop albums chart the single itself is a staple on on Quiet Storm format, you hear it, mm -hmm. um, you hear it all, the time. all the time, all the time. So it, it, it holds a very special place in my heart. And this track actually by Diane Reeves was actually produced by George Duke, who's oh. had his hands in a lot of the jazz greats, smooth jazz and R&B greats over the years. So a solid performance by Diane Reeves on this album as well. All right. Okay. What do you all think? But Marcus, have you heard the song before? Yeah, I have. A long time ago, I remember it, but I didn't know, I didn't know the meaning of it. But uh, definitely a beautiful song. Um, I see why you feel the way you feel about it. And I want to give a big shout out also to uh, Brenda. One of, the, one of the sweetest. One of my favorites. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, she's one, of the sweet, one of the sweetest women you'll ever meet. You know, she's always so quaint, so humble, just, just 
a wonderful, wonderful woman, strong, strong in faith. And I know she loves her boys. So mm-hmm. her book ends <laughs> as she calls us. <laughs> what about uh, you, Kim? All right. First off, I love this song. Back in the day, they used to play it all the time where I'm from. So believe me, this song is special to all of us. But for me and my mama, Berna Hazel, one of the sweetest, strongest women I know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes to a fault, but she is a wonderful woman. And when I think about her, I think about some of the things that our parents tried to teach us back in the day Mm -hmm. and how we didn't really understand then. But now as parents, especially, Mm -hmm. we get it. So my um, song pick is Mama Used to Say by Junior. When he he go. Your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mama used to say it was released in April 1982 and peaked inside the UK singles charts top 10 in June of 1982, where it remained at number seven for two weeks. Mama used to say it was also a top 40 pop hit and top R&B hit in the United States, earning him a Best Newcomer Award from Billboard magazine. So I know we all used to oh my gosh this song all the time. Yeah. And I used to love this oh, song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a that's favorite. a soundtrack yeah. to our lives, mm-hmm. to our our childhood. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it makes me want to go watch uh, American Bandstand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember he was on there. Yeah, yeah. And also the video, I, I used to love the video. I thought it was always well, well done. It, you know, looking at now, you're like, yeah, right. exactly. But for back yeah, then, it was, it was something. It was yeah, well, every time I hear it, I, I just smile inside. Every time I hear this song, yeah, the intro, That's like the you know, the dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, dun, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, for me, guys, want to give a shout out first and foremost to the mother of my children, uh, my wife, Shamika. Oh, um, yeah, sure, happy Mother's yes. Day, and um, happy birthday, I mean, happy Mother's Day, Shamika. <laughs> Happy Mother's and, Day. And, also, and Kimmy too. Happy uh, Mother's Day. And Kimmy, too. exactly. Thank yes, thank absolutely. You. Yes. And and to my mother, um, Mandy Moses. I mean, oh my gosh, Woo-hoo. you know, uh <laughs> you know, if you're from the small town of Blakely, Georgia, there's pretty there's probably like a 25-30% chance that your child was probably helped raised by this woman. Mm-hmm. She's just a nurturer, she's just a lover of not just kids, but people. She's mm-hmm. celebrating. I, so I, so I live 90 minutes away and I sent my child to his mother. To potty train her, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is an amazing woman, you know, and she's mm-hmm. she's grounded her faith. And I selected "I'll Always Love My Mama" by the Intruders mm. because what makes me think of her. Mama made it through the week when she never ever got a 
only get one. Only mm. one. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. Oh. <clears throat> Take it. And I won't forget this. <laughs> Silly. I love you, Marcus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Just that quick. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was I was left. I was on my mom by the intruders. Uh, written by Gamble and Huff, and also co-written by McFadden and Whitehead. It reached number thirty-six on the uh, pop charts back in nineteen seventy-three, and it's just a wonderful song played during Mother's Day, you know, I'm pretty sure at some point tomorrow, tomorrow you'll hear it. So, Mom, I love you, and happy love Mother's you, Day. Love you, Auntie Mandy. Love you, yeah. Auntie Mandy. Love you, Mama. Yeah. So, to all the mothers, we thank you. We love you from everybody here on the Good Good Experience Podcast. Woo-hoo. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, so let's change gears for just a few more minutes. Again, this episode, we are taking a trip back in time to 1995. So, a couple Woo-hoo. of things that took place a couple of things that took place in 1995. The trial of the century involving who, y'all, took place. OJ. <laughs> you Lord better believe mercy. it. Lord of mercy. How, it's amazing how one man captivated the whole world and the entire TV waves for something, you know. But hey, that's neither here or there. Also, the Atlanta Braves won the first World Series that year. Big up to the Atlanta Braves, and also they won this past season. But mainly 1995, I like. Pretty much every other year, man, produced a lot of bangers, a lot of great, great music. And we're going to dive into some of it today. So what's first, Kim? We're going to start with After 7, Till You Do Me Right. Yes, yes, yes. That was after 17, you're doing me right from the third album, Reflections, uh, which peaked at number 31, the Hot 100, and peaked at number 20 on the Australian and New Zealand charts. A certified gold single. A lot can be said about After Seven. I, I'm tr- I was as I was listening to the song, I was trying to figure out how we could place them as far as like some of the greats because they really continued over the years to put out a great, great body of music. They uh, did. That was just one. Still now. Yes. Still now. Yeah. Yeah, they have something out uh, now that is really, really good. It really, it really is. And I don't I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Babyface put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into into this group, wrote a lot of the music, produced a lot of the music. And these guys, you know, they've been consistent over the years. And this is one of my one of my this is not really my favorite song, but I mean to keeping up with the uh the theme 1995, mm-hmm. this was a great banger for that particular year. Yeah, rest yes, in May, Melvin Elbins, rest in peace. Yes. He did recently past but yeah. i was astonished by this just to read that this was their final hit on billboard or on the billboard hot 100s 
uh, really? chart. Really? It, they, they said it's the final hit on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. But we all, I mean, we know them under R&B. And they're always consistent in, in charting on the R&B charts. So and sometimes I, that I have to, be, to, as far yeah. as what some people consider a hit and what we consider a hit are two different things. And after Seven right, had many good many songs movies. back in the day, yeah. many hits even after that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was What's a great next, song, Kim? too. Yes, it was. Yeah. What's next, Kim? Well, when you brought up 1995, I was like, well, what was out in 95? Goodness. And I was reminded about D'Angelo. D'Angelo mm. put out his first album in 1995. And he, the whole album pretty much was a banger. So I could have picked any song. Off of that album, but I decided to pick this damn mother. <laughs> Ooh, she just Before you go, before you go into your tidbits, all right, yes. you had Brown Sugar, uh-huh, Angel, uh-huh, Me and those dreaming eyes of mine. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Cruising. Uh-huh. But you chose this. Yes, I did. And I, I, I love this song too. I because love the story. I love this song too and the story behind it, but let me go into this real quick. So this is the fifth song on his debut studio album, Brown Sugar, by the beloved D'Angelo, who is a musical genius himself. This was released on July 3rd, 1995. Ish damn mother was cited as the nastiest cheating song since the hoary old standard of 60s rock, Hey Joe. It features a string of emphatic interjections and just, just a, 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 a masterpiece. But let me tell you, first, what movie was this song playing in at a pivotal moment? I know, I know. At the pivotal moment of this movie. What movie was it? This, the Best Man. And what what was happening when this song was playing? Morris Chestnut was reading where uh, Dave Diggs' <laughs> character had sex with his uh, soon-to-be wife. That's it. There you go. Yay! Yay! <laughs> go, Marcus. Go, Marcus. Go, Marcus. But this proves that this song just has a lot of spirit. Mm. And this is something that some people need to talk about because this happens all the time, doesn't it? It's like you're watching or hearing a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> when you hear this song. Mm-hmm. It catches the person, it catches the girlfriend, the best friend. Then he's got blood on his hands. Mm. Then he's in handcuffs. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> but it's not. But I mean, it's not. It's just visualizing just the entire. It. Exactly. That's situation. that's what I like. I mean, I miss songs that had a story. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, songs are too sing. short nowadays, and they don't tell stories. They just they don't have no steps. basic needs. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was uh, actually my, my my second favorite next to Brown Sugar. That was my second favorite song. Uh, big shout out to to uh, Chris. You know, may he rest in peace. But he was the one that told me about that one. And uh, like mm. I said, you know, and <laughs> you know who story. told him, and you know who. Ah, told him. yeah, you told, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The story no, behind the whole album. We could just, I mean, it's just like the Lauren Hill's um Miseducation uh-huh. of Lauren Hill album. Yeah. It's one yeah. of those albums that you can just play over and over again and it does mm-hmm. not sound dated or anything like that. From it's beginning just, to end. You know. Beginning to end. That whole album. Absolutely. Yeah. What's Classic. next, Kim? All right. This is one of my favorite artists. Um, this isn't even my favorite song, though. This is from Byron's list, Space Cowboy. Oh, Jamiroquai. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had to include this version of Space Cowboy. This is not the album version. This is the remix version that pretty much propelled them even further. But it was the original lead single from their second album, The Return of the Space Cowboy. The song was actually released in September of 1994 and continued its ascension into the higher peaks up to the number one spot on the U.S. dance charts in 1995. Actually, that's the highest peak across all charts worldwide here in the United States and the dance charts. However, it did uh, do very well worldwide in multiple countries in the top 40s, top 20s, and most of them. This particular version is the Classic Club Mix, and that's done by the one and only David Morellis, who's definitely behind a lot of the uh, dance floor classics, behind Mariah Carey's Dream Lover and all of her remixes when it came to club stuff, as well as anything else uh, that you could think of. In the 90s, he was attached to Bacon Knuckles, but this was David Morales' record right here. Now, you said that this did better than Traveling Without Moving? No, 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 no. Oh, um, I was no, about no, to say. No, no, no. I, I, just, I was just speaking on the, on the actual single itself, okay. because this is really... When America, well, America was aware of Jamiroquai, but um, there, uh, you know, like the first first album pretty much went unnoticed, and the second album is when here in the, the U.S. Okay. Yeah, we started to notice him. Notice them. It's actually uh, a group. Jamiroquai. Oh, J.K. is the front man who everyone thinks is, is Jamiroquai. <laughs> the whole group but is his name Jamiroquai. Is JK, but, but yeah, but they're wonderful. They're a bad. They're so. They're Oh my gosh, you got to see love, them in concert. I love Jamiroquai. And of course, Traveling Without Moving was my favorite album. Played it from beginning to end. That was my favorite. What y'all think, Marcus? Check out what the I regular album version, too. <laughs> what, no, what'd you say, Marcus? <laughs> what? I'm like, what y'all think, Marcus? I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> see, I see that? I, I can't no. see. I can't just, see. Uh, I see it. I, that's my uh, house I see, uh, I, playlist. 
You added oh, it to it your it? house playlist. Oh, excellent, Marcus. Good. I will have yes. to send you. I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna provide you with the actual maxi single for this. How about that? I'll give you. That's that. cool. I th- I got the Dave Morales mix on my on my uh, which I like actually like better. To me, you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, but I like. I you like can never go wrong with the Dave Morales. I'm telling you. I'm talking all yeah. over you, Marcus. But <laughs> if you if you're building if you're building your house catalog, anything by David Morales is gonna be a sure shot for you. I'll just say that. All right, cool, cool, cool. So what's next, Kim? It's the first of the month. Oh yeah, bar clubs the first of the month. The payday anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Big shout out to those who work. Big shout out to those who get disability VA. This, this is our time, baby. <laughs> so anyway, that was the first of the month by the Bone Thugs and Harmony. That was their first single from the E-1999 Eternal album. It was certified gold. It peaked at number 14 on the Hot 100. Number four on the rap charts. Number nine on the R&B and hip-hop charts. Uh, I was nominated for a Grammy. And, you know, just one of those songs that just make you, like, if you're having a bad day, uh, things not going right and pop this in, you know, hey, and just going about your business. That's just how it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely an anthem. And it was our introduction, the mass, mass wide, it's from the second album, but it's our introduction to Bone Thugs and Harmony and their unique style of rap singing, in a sense, uh, uh-huh. their trendsetters, yeah. because a lot of stuff that they did is being replicated nowadays in mainstream with the artists of today. And Mariah Carey actually jumped on their their style as well, if you can recall. Yeah. Um, and she actually uh, did, a, did a song with them on Butterfly, which was yeah. a great song. Break, breakdown, breakdown. Break yeah, Breakdown, yeah. yeah. I love this group. They were unique. Very unique, something different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, each one of them has personality. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> they they really do. They they they're kind of like the Voltron of uh, mm. of hip hop. Y'all like that? Y'all like that? Yeah, that, was nice. uh, that was nice. That was nice. That was nice. I see you. I see. You. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. what you did. I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like the Voltron of, of, of hip hop. They they all like individual. They're they're they have their own purpose and they have their own styles. But coming together. You know they they are monster, and um, I just love this song. It kind of kind of creeping on a come up. Had a couple of hits on it, but this I think this song right here kind of propelled them to that elite status. Honestly, this song is just a classic now. Even my thirteen year old child knows this song, <laughs> so it's wow. a class. It's it's a classic. So shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yep. Yes, yes. What's next, yes. Kim? 
Well, we're going to proceed on the hip hop genre with one of my favorite groups who doesn't get their due like they should, even though they're they're still doing big things. Their roots with proceed. People do not give Black Thought his props like they should. Mm -mm. No, they don't. No, they don't. Wow. This is the second song from their second studio album, Do You Want More by The Roots, released January 17th, 1995 on DGC Records. It was released two years after their independent debut album. And this album was actually considered by critics as a classic of hip hop jazz. The album was selected as one of the Source's 100 best rap albums. What say you? Oh my gosh. This is an album that you need to have on your shelf. Yes, you do. With along sitting right beside Lauren Hills and uh-huh. right beside yeah. um, D'Angelo. Something that everybody needs to hear, listen to. This song, I used to, I, I, I mean, I still love it. I mean, uh-huh. bang the hell. Yeah. I started to say another verb of bang the hell out of this <laughs> uh, while I was in school. So, you know, it brings back a lot of great memories. Yeah. All those accolades are well-deserved for the roots. Again, who don't get the credit they deserve. Uh, this one and The Seed uh, uh-huh. with Cody Chestnut mm-hmm. are, are probably two of my favorites all-time hip-hop songs, mm-hmm. period. Yeah, like for real, for real. I, what I, you I, know I, about Cody Chestnut? I know, right? Huh? What you know about, about Cody, Cody Chestnut? Like, huh? I'm asking you I'm asking you on, on the seed, right? On the, no, the I'm asking seed, you what right? you know about I mean, Cody I, Chestnut. I, I, really don't, I don't know. I just remember him. I just remember the name. I just remember the name and him being on the... On the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hitting me up in the corner, funny. man. For what? So funny. Uh, oh, no, so it's funny. more like a compliment that you mentioned <laughs> Cody Chestnut. Yes, I know. We're, we're proud of you. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. See, I've been trying to step. I've been. I've been listening to y'all trying to do my homework, trying to get my house, my house genre. You know, all all those. Songs, I'm trying to get my thing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be more eclectic. I guess you could say. You know, I'm trying yeah. to be like y'all. You guys. I see you. So, I see you. See you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Now, what's next, Kim? I want to stay in this little genre right here, and we're gonna go to the far side. Hmm. Mm. 
And we're gonna go to drop. My flow still will spill. Toxic slip the shock sick like electrocute. When I execute acutely over the rhythm on those that pollute extra dosages is what I gotta give them. Got a mad and trembling. Cause I've been up in my lab assembling missiles to bomb the enemy. Because they envy me in the making of my mad currency. Currently, I think we're in the state of an emergency. Cause niggas didn't sold they souls and now they souls is hollow. And I think they can't follow. They can't swallow. The truth because it hurts This is how I put it down This is my earth, my turf The worth of my birth is a billion And you know what time it is I'm gonna make a million Yeah, you know what time is it Yeah, you know what time is it Yeah, you know what time is it Nice Woo Wow, man, wow Got, first and foremost, got to give a big shout out to uh, my guys, uh, Carlton, Tyrone, D, us four. We called ourselves the old dogs back then. Don't ask me why, but that was just that's just who we were. That's uh, so the cute. old dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we this was our anthem, and still is to this day. This this is our anthem. This is our jam. Big shout out also to radio DJ Regina Dawkins. She broke this track in the Southwest area back in '95 as well. So big shout out to her. If it went for her, I wouldn't have heard this song. But when I heard it, I mean, how can you not like this song? I mean, just mm. listen to it. I mean, just how can you not like Side? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's the second single from the classic album Lab Cabin, California. It was sampled from the Beastie Boys, the new style. And and these guys, I, again, along with those groups where that don't get the credit they deserve, I'm glad to see. I think you mentioned something a couple of episodes ago, Kim, that they were getting ready to get back together and go touring, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yep, they are touring. Uh -huh. They are touring. Yeah. Right, so, guys, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, if you like hip, great hip hop music, you know, a message and just good flow stuff like that, check out the Far Side, man. I mean, check out the first. Uh, what was I forget the first album but it had? Um, Passing Me By was on it. Um, mm, bizarre Ride to Bizarre Ride. Bizarre Ride. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you like hip hop music, go check out the Far Side, man. They are definitely. Worth listening to. Yeah, I, I I remember the video. <laughs> everything was backwards, right? And the, yeah, they, they were dancing. They were dancing on the ceilings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was, like, I love it. Back. Yeah, yeah. Was, I would have loved to have yeah. seen that process of how they did all of that. But yeah, this this was a party starter song. Yes, it was. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, the far side. And just like with the roots, the far side does not get their due like they should. Because um, me personally, I like any kind of eclectic not so not that i don't like um gangster mm -hmm. rap but this is more that laid back kind of jazz hip-hop type of flow and that mm -hmm. this is definitely yeah. my style and then the single that followed um from their album lab cabin Runnin', california running uh, oh yeah, my gosh that was yeah, like yeah, yeah a perfect if, if we had to construct if we had to construct yeah. a black college radio mm. that's similar, like, like you know how like alternative, you know, off the beaten path type, this would be like in circulation and in, in rotation yeah. heavily. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So what's next, Cam? Naughty by nature. Feel me flow. All right. <laughs> Nothing's bitten, things is bitten and getting written off. You're like a bad, bad, bad. 
Okay, that was Naughty by Nature, Feel Me Flow. Now, quick question before I get into Naughty. it, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Vinny's not featured in that song, is he? That's all Tretch, right? It's all Tretch. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Because the reason why I say that, I'll I, I mention that why in a minute. But again, that was the, from the fourth album, Poverty's Paradise. Peaked at number three on the rap singles and number 17 on the Hot 100. Tretch put a lot of time, it seemed like he put a lot of energy into the song. And I'm thinking the reason why, I guess they were trying to chase the success uh-huh. they had with uh, OPP, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. But this is a very nice, 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 nice track. I mean, nice summertime track. I mean, just great beat. And and Tretch really did his thing in this one. He really showed his skills in this track. Yeah, I got heavy rotation on MTV and BET. But yeah, um, now do you feel that they got a yeah. bad rap after his relationship with um, Peppa? Girl, Peppa? Mm-hmm. Mm, no. I don't think they got a bad rep. I think, you know, anytime you get into a relationship, especially when, when it's high profile like that, it's going to take away from the actual I guess, relationship or intimacy. Yeah. You know, honestly, I didn't even I, I didn't even see it as crossing paths. For some reason, this was just me. I did I knew they were dating and he was featured in salt and pepper videos and all that type of thing, but I never really thought too much of it. Like I was like, oh, that's yeah, just that, it was neither here nor there to me. Yeah, that, that's how I felt about it. I mean, I, I thought, you know, okay, cool that he's dating pepper, you know what I'm saying? I mean, all right, cool. It is what it is, you know, but I didn't think it really didn't didn't think it pretty much tarnish. You know mm-hmm. what they had going. I think they still were, you know, they did what they did, and then what would have tarnished? Did. Not really tarnished, well, but what? he just had a bad boy rap. Trash. Not the whole. Well, he group, should have. Trash. He's a rapper. He should. I mean, yeah. well, not that. all of them though. Not all not, rappers. No, but but look at the image. Look at the image that they have, and that they portray. I mean, not to say that they should do that, but I mean, it goes with who they are as an artist representing the energy that they're putting out um i don't i don't recall hearing anything major i mean what was the thing he was cheating or something or he wasn't hitting her was he i thought i heard that but that's neither here or there that was 20 years ago yeah okay so what's next kim all right and we have one of byron's ll cool j and that would be doing it Let me ask y'all a question real quick. 
Uh huh. Which one of y'all was was singing uh, "My Jamaican Guy" by Grace Jones with it? I wasn't. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't. No. wasn't, wasn't I, mean, I knew what it was from, but I wasn't like grooving. What? I wasn't. I wasn't grooving Grace Jones. Honestly, the with only it, reason but, uh, I, I think the only reason we weren't is because we've heard this LL Cool J song so much that now when we when we hear this, all we hear is LL doing it and doing it and doing it well. That's all. We hey. Yeah, <laughs> I just heard it. it was just a sample, similar to what Puffy was doing at the time. It was just a sample, you know, recycling a great hit from back in the day. I didn't think yeah. anything. I wasn't singing that song, but you know, you know. Okay, okay, I, okay. Is that where you went every time you heard it? No, I I didn't know I didn't know that till after the fact. So that's what I'm saying when I hear it now, that's why I hear a lot of times. I hear LL but I also hear Grace Jones. Now that's yeah, one you of the things that to, we have. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say you would have had to have been a Grace Jones fan to to recognize that song, you know, immediately but what or whatever. We need to do and what I definitely want to do is a throwback episode where we play the original the original song plus the remix song or, or the um oh, remake yeah, song. Okay. Okay. definitely okay. i want to do that but, yeah. but this but, uh, single um i'm sorry go ahead Marcus. Go ahead, go ahead. i'll wait you finish okay i, I was just going to talk about the song um it is the second single from ll cool j's sixth album mr smith which was released in february 20th of 1996 and as you mentioned it does Featured the Grace Jones sample, My Jamaican Guy. And it's topped at number seven. It was his highest position on the Billboard Hot 100s charts and on the Hot R&B Hip Hop. No, I'm sorry. Number nine on the Hot R&B Hot 100 and number seven on the Hip Hop charts. And on the B-side, of course, we know the other song <laughs> featuring Boys and Men. It was hey, pretty much it. a double. Yep. Hey, it was a double yeah. uh, 12 inch in a sense of uh, not double 12 inch, but double single release. Yeah. Hey, but check it out. What I was going to say was uh, I had the Mr. Smith album. It was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it really was. He had a lot, of, quite a few tracks on there. And some of the tracks didn't get the airplay that uh, this one and the other ones, you know, they, they really were pretty, um, some pretty good music that he had on that album. So uh, it was probably, probably the best album since Mama Said Knock You Out. Mm. Um, it, it was, it was, it was oh, pretty yeah. up there. You know? He had yeah. lounging. He had, well, I shot you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, lover. Hey, lover. Uh, it was quite a few of them on there. He, he, yeah. Mr. Smith was pretty much a, a decent album for him. But you know what? L.O. was always consistent. I don't, I don't yeah. recall any very, album. He was very consistent. Yeah. Any album that's been a, like a, a whack a album from L.O. And he was always setting that standard every time. He was like, would you say to Michael Jackson a rap at the time? You, would you call him that? He'd be pretty darn close. He'd yeah. be pretty darn close. I mean, my favorite uh, was when he did Mama Said Knock You Out, Unplugged. That junk was so fire. <laughs> yeah. I miss yeah. those. Uh, by I the miss way. those. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. 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 Come yeah. on, MTV, get it together. Bring all of that stuff. music. Yeah. You all, yeah. do, wait, speaking of which, do you all recall BET trying that? And they only did one episode that was featuring jade it was like a, a unplugged type of show and they actually had an album the, the album recording and that was so good jade off of their first album i don't know i, I kind of understand why it didn't work because it was like blatant that they were biting off of mtv <laughs> but, but honestly yeah. i would love it if bet would have 
more of a mixture of movies, black movies, black music, and MTV could just go back to music. I miss videos. Please go back to music, MTV, yeah. please. What happened yes. to the videos? Come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, mind you, they have the separate channels, but still, you don't want to be jumping all over the place. You want to get exactly. it from one location. Right. It's MTV, yeah. music TV, where's the music? Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Get together and see. Look, look, and the reality shows don't even have music in them now. They're not even good. The <laughs> reality no, shows are. aren't even good. Yeah. They're not. They're really not. It should be art TV, reality TV. And I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but what's next, Kim? Uh, we'll play Question Mark Asylum. Wow, you know, this definitely was a college jam for me. Mm. One thing I liked about Question Mark Asylum was that not only were they rappers, they were dancers too. They were um, freestylers. So if you ever see the video for this song, you'll understand why I say that. But that being said, this song actually features, you all remember the girl group, Black Girl? Yes. That's them singing on that song as well. So that it was a what's nice the, little collab. Black Girl. I'm the 90s okay. girl. girl. And, you know, that was, girl. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was okay, our okay. biggest, I guess, biggest hit. But anyway, question mark asylum. Not mu really much uh, from them. That, it's taken from the album Get With You, I'd Rather Be With You, which was released in 1995. But uh, as far as chart success, they have not really had any major chart success. They got some airplay and all of that, but uh, the singles went unnoticed pretty much on the charts. However, those who are into hip hop, we're all over this. So it, it did its thing for the culture. I'll just say that. Now, Byron. Um, yes. I was going to answer this. Okay. This was released in 95, correct? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. I, I had never heard it before, but when I heard it yesterday, I heard the elements in the music on um, the production of it. And um, it had elements of a song by the, the group UGK from their album, Super Tight. It's supposed to bubble. Yeah. I mean, Google it. I mean, um, <laughs> UGK. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But see, I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to Google it because I, I had I, when I heard the song. Like I know, okay, that's that's. It was, it's called. It's supposed to be, but I, I call it Don Perignon. You know, because mm -hmm. that's in the hook. Because it's Don Perignon mm -hmm. in water for the G's. It's Don mm -hmm. Perignon. It's supposed. Yeah, but anyway, it's got those elements in it, but still a, a nice, solid hit. Yeah, yeah. Black girl and well, question mark asylum featuring black girl. That's the groove. That's the, that's groove. the groove. That's the groove. What's the groove? What's next, Kim? All right, I'm going to take us back to some more alternative music. And oh, one yeah. of my favorites was Alanis Morissette.
Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Woo, Sav. All right, You Ought to Know is a song by Canadian singer Alanis Marset, released as a lead single from her third studio album, Jagged Little Pill in 1995, mm-hmm. July 6, 1995. This whole album from beginning to end was pretty much banger. It was just, mm-hmm. wow. Yes. After yes. releasing two studio albums before, she was more poppy, but I guess she went through a breakup with a certain somebody and came out grunge and alternative and it changed the game. And it seems so sincere. It was very, it very sincere. sincere. It was so yeah. damn sincere. <laughs> hey, you know what? And if you like this track, also go listen to Right Through You by Alanis Morissette. That was my jam. That that was my jam, man. I, I remember bank. I was on the uh, I was on the ship. Even though it was a couple of years later, like a lot of guys that you know, um, I used to hang out with. This was this was a girl. You know, they would listen to this. But uh, right through you is, is one of my favorite. Besides this, so check that out as well. Oh, okay, all right, Marcus for knowing of the album cuts, getting then into crevice of the album. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we're just messing with Marcus. We know yes. Marcus knows music yes. too. He dissects <laughs> the music. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's next, Kim? So, another one of my favorite female alternative singers, Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. This is from their Tragic Kingdom album. And it's another one, of course, that they didn't play too much, but this is one of my favorites, 16. album i loved it so this is the eighth song from tragic kingdom the third studio album by no doubt and this was released on october 10th 1995 by trauma and interscope records and it was the final album to feature actually gwen stefani's brother eric stefani Mm. one thing i love about them is they stayed true to the ska roots yes yes they were a ska band in true form and i truly appreciated them for just keeping that keeping that genre out in the forefront explain byron what is ska so the best way i can explain ska is to say that it's more of like a rock reggae mixture it's it's a heavy influence It's, it's reggae the traditional form of reggae but it has like the 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 rock side of it too it's like a punk Mm -hmm. rock yeah like more like punk rock influence with reggae and honestly police and sting from the police and police they were kind of into that also you all remember the group madness our house 
Yeah. And then middle of the yes. yes. That was another example of a ska. Okay. Band. Every okay. time I hear that yeah. song, I remember hearing it at your house. Bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that was a fun summer. 83. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it's summer 83. Would, would you we consider Billy Idol? Would you consider no. Billy Idol? He's not a ska. He's no. more punk. Yeah, he's, he's punk, punk, right? Punk. Yeah, he's punk. Yeah, he's more hardcore. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Big ups to No Doubt. So what's yes. next, Kim? Ah, what is next? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. You know what? I was really mad because Byron had picked Dion Ferris, and I didn't realize <laughs> that her album came out in 1995. But actually, my favorite song actually didn't come out till 96, so it's okay. But this is Dion Ferris, I Know. I know what you do. Oh my God. <laughs> number one, number one mainstream hit for Dion Ferris. First off her debut album, Wild Seed, Wildfire. Wild, Wildfire. Wild, wild, mm-hmm. um, those who don't know Dion Ferris, she was the vocalist on Tennessee at the end that you hear mm-hmm. belting out. Won't you let me mm-hmm. understand your plan? Yes. 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 What group? Arrested Arrested development. Development. All right, okay. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, hold, on, hold on a second. That's you didn't know is. that? You didn't know that? That's, and I was about to thank Byron for playing that song because I forgot about that song. Because like it'll be like right after Alanis Morris set, like the like the little the CDs and stuff, like they would they would have the mix CDs, it would like go from Alanis Morris set right into this. I remember that like right behind each other. So, but I had no idea that's who that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she had major, major exposure and success with this. It was number four, uh, reached number four on a Hot 100 charts. It was number two on an Adult Contemporary charts, and number one on a Mainstream Top 40. Number thirteen Marcus, on the Adult Top 40. Yeah, Marcus, if you do not have this album, please get it. Passion. Oh gosh, Passion. Passion. passion? What's the name oh of my it? God, Passion. You the only reason I didn't uh, the only reason I didn't add it because technically it came out in '96, but oh my god! Do you all remember when New York Undercover featured it at the like during one of the intros? You know how they were. I used to love when New York Undercover yeah. used to do that, but yes, they did do that one of the intros, and that song it just oh my god it just ah uh, just this makes my hair stand on end. I love that song so much. And this song was on the charts for weeks, like ten weeks, plus weeks. Because it was, it, it, it was like wow. And it's wow. still now. It's like it. it's like new every time I hear it. You said what, Marcus? I just put it on my playlist. Oh, good. The whole yeah, album. The whole, the whole album. There, 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 album. Yeah, there it is, right there. Because yep. there's another one called "Food for Thought." Just mm-hmm. sit there and just, just, just listen. It's oh, right. After, it's right. It's right after passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right after passion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Food Man. with thought. Yes. Yeah. Honey. 
I mean, that's that album. What year is it? It's almost and Blackbird too. Blackbird and Blackbird was good too. Yeah. That almost thirty okay. years, and I like remember the songs back to back. Oh my goodness, because I used to play it that much. And big shout out to Dion Ferris. She's still doing her thing. I just she is. She uh, is. I, I I I want I want more material for her from her Me like too. more albums you know because hopeless that's hopeless one of my favorites. oh my goodness that's you know I need I need more of that I need, I need more. some more I need more mm -hmm. Dion Ferris come on Dion Ferris I see you on Instagram you're doing your thing all the time I would love to have a conversation find out why yeah. but then again I think it's probably going to be kind of like with um, Lauren Hill their issues with the industry, but why we didn't hear much more from them because that was, oh my gosh, just hopeless mm. by itself. That wasn't even a whole album of her, but that right. song just, just, just catapults that whole, and that's another CD, the um, Love Jones soundtrack. Love oh Joan. my God. Oh. Oh my that's God. another shelf one. That, okay, we got. We're talking top shelf. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 revisit our list. Again. Right. <laughs> top shelf includes Lauren Hill, mm -hmm. Angelo, mm -hmm. the Roots. Mm -hmm. Those particular albums that we talking about. Those are like, like you, the you whole album. The shelf with these CDs sitting on there, and put Dion Ferris up there. Put Love Jones up there. Mm -hmm. Janet. Velvet mm -hmm. Rope is up there. Prince, and Janet. Uh, mm -hmm. Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times. <laughs> yeah. we, could go, we could keep going, but, you know, we're um, building your top shelf, Marcus. This is your top shelf. This is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Oh, goodness Speak. gracious. Yeah. So what's next, Kim? Oh, uh, a classic. A classic. TLC Waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> stick to the rivers and the lakes that you No, you know, oh, no. I, I was like, why did I, <laughs> because that was an album version. All right. So that was the album okay. version and it does the verse twice, I mean, the chorus twice before going into the rap and we ran out of time, you know, with our time. Slot, of course. You know, but you know seconds. what? That, that is a testament to Left Eye because um, I was talking to someone about Donnell Jones, you know, what's up. Mm -hmm. And whenever that comes that on the radio sense. and they don't have the left eye version, I get mad. Yeah, so I do too. that's a testament to left eye. Rest in peace, girl. Mm. Yeah. This song, I think, solidified TLC. That that made everybody take notice of TLC because it had that that rock, uh, that you know, that funk mm -hmm. slide mm -hmm. sound that was kind of universal. And they spent a boatload of money on a video because that video yes, was like a was. million yeah. had yeah. a million dollar budget you know and you were like oh tlc is really doing it as we thought because <laughs> so we didn't, didn't they have uh, to pay for that video oh yeah weren't yeah. they paying for and that they, out their and, pockets 
That's crazy. And we knew the album was doing extremely well. So we, you know, we, you would expect that the artists themselves were experiencing the fruits of their labor. But as we that's talk, a testament to reading your contract. But when these young kids get these contracts, they're so excited and happy, they'll sign their life away, not realizing or having their lawyer there to look at it. But yeah. you know what? I have to look at the people that cultivated them and you know pebbles i love you pebbles yeah i, I mean Reed, i yeah. love Ellie your artistry Reed, yeah. and stuff like that but you know what you were doing girl huh, <laughs> honey, honey. You what you were yeah. doing and to honey. know for it to come back and for them to not really accept and to speak out on it but that's that's the testament of the generation that of tlc you know you're not going to just sit back and allow yourself to be mistreated in that way you know you're going to take charge that's how generic generation generation Gen x. x right Gen X. X. You know, that's how Gen we are. X. Uh, we take charge, we get it done. <laughs> take take hustle, right, hustle, take charge. Hard, right. hard. <laughs> but um, but this song uh it spent seven weeks at number one on the hot billboard one hundred. Um and it was their actual second number one um hit. But uh their number two song of the year, and it was number two on the song of the year chart. So that that speaks volumes as well. Yeah. Great song. I, I think I think the song not only kind of solidified TLC, but it, it I think it joined the whole world musically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a world renowned song. Every I mean, all the all the countries knew it. And I just think I think that, it was um, more of a crossover. That's when they really yeah. crossed over and yeah. it mm-hmm. became more of a pop song and other folk start started. And they to won like a Grammy it. for this, didn't they? They I did. They, they, did. they won the Grammy they on yeah. they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, I still think Crazy Sexy Cool was their best album. Of course. Attitude. So it, attitude. Yeah. Attitude. Yeah. It was That's polished, another one. That's growth. another one that should be on your shelf. Crazy yeah. Sexy Cool yeah. was a, yeah. a, a, a really good album. It was if, so if, nothing else, be, if nothing else, the red cover. <laughs> the red cover. <laughs> the red cover. <laughs> yeah. What about the red anyway. cover? He liked that red light special. He liked that red light special. That's what he did. Look with them sitting in burlaps with the white eyes. Oh, yeah. Thank you back. What's what's next, Cam? Another group that didn't get their due, which was one of the best R&B groups, was Brownstone. Great find. This is Monica yes. Dobie Davis right there. Yes, yes. Oh my yes. goodness, y'all. Wow. 
Yeah, for was real. Like, um, that was the shit. <laughs> it, it, it really was. It really was. Mm-hmm. To say, for lack of a better word, yes, it was. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Grapevine by the group Brownstone, consistent of Nisi Gilbert, Monica Doby, and Charmaine Maxine Maxwell. Rest in peace to her. Um, awesome. If you get a chance, look up how she died. It was It was yeah. a yeah. real freak it was bizarre. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just Google it. It was um, weird. <laughs> it was very, mm-hmm. very weird. Anyway, the group who was signed to MJJ Records, owned by who? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Absolutely. I think it was the first group that was signed to MJJ. Uh, they released this song April 11th, 1995. It went to number 49 on the one, Hot 100 charts, number six on the R&B singles. And their voices just kind of meshed. They had real rich rich, deep voices, and they all mm-hmm. meshed, and they came up with a great product. Uh, that first album, I forget what it's called, uh, is, it, is it Sisters um, Higher? From the Bottom know. Up. Uh, from, from the, the bottom, bottom Up, yeah. I knew, I knew I was pointing up, and I was I knew it had something to do with up or something like I that. I thought you were about yeah, to say up. Sisters with Voices. I was like, wrong group. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. It was on the tip of my tongue. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> but, uh, but guys, that that was just, I, I remember playing that. I had the tape, and I remember just flipping back and forth on from A side to B side. Those that was mm-hmm. a very solid, it was, solid, mm-hmm. it was. solid album. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this group. Still do. I mean, they're still doing their thing. But you know, I just love the original lineup. Yeah, Even I, I did. When, when they brought Kena in. She was uh, good. She was she she was already uh, she was a, one of the original members. It was for them originally or whatever. And then for whatever reason, when they had their debut, she was not with them. But when Monica left the group, they brought her back in. And, and it I, wasn't I for like bad she, reasons. She, no. she had asthma, I believe, and she couldn't maintain all of that singing. That's the only reason she left. Right. But shortly after me, uh, Maxie's death, she did come back to the group. But I'm not really sure what happened with that. But I will say this album is. It, this album that uh, from the bottom up, definitely check it out. My favorite song is Half of You. That's the very last song on the album. Acapella. Really? You've got yeah, you've got to hear that. You like that? Uh, one? That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I thought you were gonna say I, I can't tell you why. I thought you were gonna say that. That was a no, good that's, version. I love that song too. That was a good version of that song. Yeah, I love the Eagles and you know their cover and, of it was great. But and my favorite one, song and, um, on the album is Half of You. Half of You. And what and what was the other one? Um. um it's got the little reggae. If you beat. love me, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 love if you love past me. eleven. I like. Oh God, I like that one too. Uh, past. Uh, um, no, this guy, that was the actual of, first single, and it was like uh, uh, I loved it from DJ Sample from the club back, versions back. of that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you know one thing that intrigued me about them? It was only three of them, right? But they sound mm-hmm. like a huge choir, right? It the, did. They did. They it did. did. Yeah. It's because of their yeah. range, their range. The um the one that passed away, she had a very different range where she could go really, really high and so get there yeah. down mm-hmm. there with um Nisi. What's her name? Yeah, Nisi. Yeah. Nisi. Nisi. Yeah. 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 The so controversial. So, yeah. One of the group. <laughs> yeah. The the one that t- oh, she can't, well, talking too much. She'd be saying way too She's much. always in some kind of mess. It seems exactly. Like, yeah. I would have liked her, it. If I get her. Though. I, I, I do, I, but yeah. I, I, I get her. <laughs> she, she, her heart's always, I think yeah. her heart's always in the right place. But, you know, people just want to hate on someone that has like a strong opinion about opinion stuff. You know? stuff. I, I, I love her talent. Um, and, you know, I want to see more from her. She's been doing a I lot do. of, um, She's been Play. doing a lot of stuff on uh, YouTube, like different videos, oh, well, social media, I should say different uh, lives yeah. and stuff like that. And the song I'm thinking about was Sometimes Dancing. 
one. I love that one too. Yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I have a memory of that song though. That's kind of weird. Well, I won't even go there because I'll get emotional. <laughs> but no, no, not sometimes dancing. It's the other one. Uh, don't. What's the name of the song? Um, um, sometimes dancing I like, but don't no. Cry, really. don't, don't cry for don't cry for me. Don't cry for me. Yeah, I have a interesting memory of that, which is uh, I'm like, oh. Okay. Let's move so, on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I want, and I, we're I trying to get you there. out we're of that. So we're gonna yeah. keep on rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and the next song is another artist, um, Raphael Sadiq mm-hmm. from um, mm. Tony 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 the Tonys. He is. A musical genius that people be sleeping on. And this is All I Ask of You. Mm-hmm. Kissing you is not enough for me. You know, I'm a big boy, and big boys have desires. Making love is what I wanna do. But I need a true friend to make it come together. Classic right there. We all love oh, us some Raphael's freaking Sadiq. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that soundtrack that it came from, the, the movie Higher Learning, that uh, was a solid soundtrack. Yes, it was. That was a solid soundtrack. I, I really loved just about every song on that on that album. But yeah, this was this was his solo debut, right? I believe so. Solo track. Yeah, I think so. Peaked at number two. On the Billboard uh, R&B charts, number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100 from the Higher Learning soundtrack. And one interesting thing that I learned about this song, just just recent research, is that it was also sampled in uh, Lucy Pearl's way on a Lucy Pearl song album. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. I didn't realize that that was sampled in there. So that was interesting to learn. Well, yes. Lucy uh, Pearl was Raphael Sadiq's baby anyway mm-hmm. so yeah so he was able to do it do what he want <laughs> yeah do what yeah, you Raphael want, what you Sadiq, want, want. Raphael Sadiq is probably a, probably one of the best to ever do it I mean kind of under, under the radar a lot and of think... shows he was the musical director of mm-hmm. I mean he yeah. he and he was actually a prodigy of Prince because he used to play with him back in the day really I didn't know that I did yes, not know that did. Yes, he did. Okay. That explains a lot, then. That explains a lot. Yeah. Prince is speaking new. Of Prince, everybody. Yeah. With talent. Speaking of Prince, speaking of Prince, Kim. Oh, you must know. The very last song, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I, I, I saved it, it for yet. last. <laughs> I saved it for last. Because this is one of the other bangers that might not have been played that much on the pop charts, but I loved it. And mm-hmm. it's I Hate You. Hey, you say you're sorry if you wanna, but it's all in there. I'm not the dose, sweet baby, that you with the rules. It's a sad, but I hate you. Not the day without sunshine. It's a bad, but I hate you. 
is now in session. Would the defendant please rise? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, oh, please, please add that part. Man, that man. Mm-mm-mm. So this was by my baby Prince, released September 12, 1995 as a lead single from his studio album, The Gold Experience. Oh, Lord. And I, I'm sorry, this is one of, uh, he was great when it came to those love ballads. But what love ballad just starts with, I hate you. And still be like, ah, oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel Only it. print. Only, Only Prince could do it. Do Only, Only Prince could do, could do that. Do that. Mm. Yeah. And that was during his artist, the artist formerly uh-huh. known as Time Frame. Artist. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it yeah. was. Yes, it was. Yeah, this this actually this actually got a lot of radio play. I remember hearing this a lot on the radio. Uh-huh. Still does. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's just a true banger, you know, probably not his biggest hit, but I mean, still very, very solid for that time area. Um, Especially when he was going through what he was going through with, with the labels and stuff like that. But still and, and what's funny is back then, maybe a lot of people made fun of the fact that he changed his name to the artist and this, that, and the other. But as an adult, you realize what he was going through with his label. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Totally get yeah. it. Totally and that totally. album, The Gold Experience, is going to be re-released June 18th this year. Reissued, I should say. Not re-released, but reissued for Record Store Day. Hmm. Okay, cool, cool. So, wow. I have to be about interesting. it because I feel like they're doing a lot of reissues in order to mm-hmm. get more money to go Capital to, money, yeah. to his estate, yeah. which is his sister now. But anyway. <laughs> Were you all surprised that it only came back, was it how much did they say like 167 million or was it even that much when you are 167 i think it was like they appraised his estate his estate uh-huh i I thought it would have been more than that it's still a lot of money it's still a lot it's still a lot of money but i thought it would have been more than that though considering all of the stuff that's in the vaults hmm what was that marcus he, he, he had a lot of success but you know i guess we think about him and michael jackson like kind of like on a similar playing field but I guess, truth be told, they really weren't. I mean, not, no, no disrespect to, to to Prince at all, Kim. I see the, I see the eye, I see the eye, Kim. I see the eye. Prince is the man. Prince is the man. But we're talking about sales and money and stuff like that, you know. I think what I'm it is sure. is, I, especially with his issues with his record label, a lot of his music was mainly R and B for a while, and he was put out stuff every year. That's another reason why it is kind of weird. It's only one sixty seven because he was putting out stuff almost every year, wasn't he, Byron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was going straight to R and B. We would hear it, but it wouldn't transfer over to the pop charts for a while. So but that he would have some wild. pop like rock he would. type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not from every album. So I get it. I get it. He's still the love of my life. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to end our 1995 slash Mother's Day episode of the We've Got to Be a Good Experience podcast. Again, uh, we want to say give a big shout out to all the mothers uh, in the world. Happy Mother's Day to you. We truly appreciate you uh, so much. Mother's Day. Day. All right. (laughs) So until next time, y'all. This is gonna be good. good. Peace. Be good, good. Good, good. Good.